Hi guys, it's Suze here. Just wanted to let you know that this week's episode includes some language that may be inappropriate for children. So if you're driving with your kids in the car, you might want to save this one for later. I called my manufacturers um, that I had locked in previously based on my early morning calls and on the weekends. Um, they were all kind of on standby because they didn't really know what was going to happen. And I said, hey, I need 100,000 units of each product. And, you know, there were three nor'easters, I believe, between January and April. Mercury was in retrograde. Everything that can go wrong went wrong. This is LA is Good For You, a podcast about founders and funders who are building LA's most interesting companies. We are your hosts, Kevin and Suze. On this week's episode, we'll introduce you to Lauren Steinberg, founder of Queen V, a feminine wellness company that launched in April and is already selling in over 4,000 Walmart stores nationwide. Lauren is innovating in feminine wellness category. Is there anything that you know about that market, Kevin? I have to tell you very little. I Obviously, I, I don't use the products, but I have been to the supermarket and, and walked down that aisle. And one of the things I noticed is that although the products seem very dated to me, they look like they were created 50, 60 years ago. So I think it's great that Lauren is taking on this category and she's reinvigorating it and she's making it relevant to a millennial audience. And can you say vagina? With some difficulty, yes. <laughs> the first time I talked to Lauren, uh, it was about the third word that she used. And it took me aback for a second. And, and then I, I realized, you know, it's, it's unusual um, to have a conversation about a vagina, but it's okay. Well, we're all for equality here. So if I can say penis, you can say vagina. Hallelujah. And with that, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Here's Lauren Steinberg, founder of Queen V. I always say growing up, I've been around vaginas my entire life, not only because I'm a female, but my dad is a gynecologist as well. Um, so he always kind of wanted me to be a doctor uh, and follow in his footsteps. And uh, it's kind of funny now that I'm making vagina products. So you're very comfortable saying words like vaginas. And I remember the first time I talked to you, it was like the third thing you said to me. And I was I was surprised. <laughs> How Have you always been you know, that open about having conversations about vaginas? And... No, definitely not. I think if we... Rewinded about a year ago when I said the word vagina, I'd probably be like bright red and sweating and kind of uncomfortable talking about it, even around like my friends and even, you know, like my mom. Um, but now because I pitch my products so often and I, I talk about vagina so much, it's just kind of like a word to me. What kind of student were you? Oh, I have been a straight A student since like kindergarten. I'm a Virgo. I, I'm very into like being a Virgo, so always on time. Like, actually, I'm always early for things. Um, I would do my homework. You know, if it was assigned on a Monday and do Friday, I would do my homework that Monday and get it over with. Um, so I've always been a really, really good student. I loved getting A's, very book smart, um, and I love learning. What did you do when you were not studying? Did you have any hobbies? Yeah, I mean, in high school, I was a cheerleader. So that's a fun fact, I guess. And then um, I actually started my first business in high school as well with two of my best friends um, called Knucklehead Accessories. So we made headbands and sold them into local boutiques in like Studio City and Valley Village. Wow. And yeah, how did that go? It, it was fun. It was it went well. I'm not super creative, so I kind of did more of the business side of it. Um, and by creative, I mean like actually making the headbands. Like my two friends are artists, so they would 
you know, sew the headbands and find the appliques and put them on the headbands. And I would just call like local businesses and see who would take our headbands. Um, and I, I remember I called the Rachel Ray show once too, because I was like, this would be so cool. And they called us back, but we never made it on the show. Talking about Rachel Ray and TV, you worked in reality TV, didn't you? I did. Yeah, sorry. My story is a little all over the place. So um, I went to the University of Southern California. And while I was there, I made sure to do every internship possible. So um, I interned at a lot of different production companies and networks. Um, I love reality TV. Um, you know, I, everyone says it's their guilty pleasure. I'm not so guilty about it. Like, I, I just love it. Bravo is my favorite. Um, so I was majoring in journalism in college. And I really felt like there was a lot of synergy between between journalism and reality TV. I know that sounds funny, but it really is all about telling people's stories. Um, so I interned at a production company called Authentic. They actually produced Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. So I worked on that show. Fun fact, I've been to Honey Boo Boo's house. <gasps> yes. And then you started working at agencies and you mentioned that the last one um, dealt with big brands. How did you find that experience? I loved working at the last agency that I worked at. Um, the brands that I was working on were amazing, um, and a lot of them were run by really strong um, females. So I think that was really interesting for me to be able to sit in on calls. My boss there was amazing as well. Um, and I think, you know, while I was working there, the Me Too movement was kind of going on. Um, and I think I just felt really empowered all of a sudden to just use my voice for good. Let's just remind our listeners how old you are, because I think that's going to be a very interesting fact. Normally, we would not bring it up, but um, tell us. Yes, I am 24 years old. Wow, 24 years old and launched a product um, at Walmart. So let's, let's hear your story. What, what happened when you were working at the agency that sort of led you to become a founder, have your own company, and now, you know, sell it? selling products at Walmart. Yeah. So, um, you know, I started to get infections, uh, vaginal infections, uh, probably end of college, continuing on. And I really didn't know what was going on with me. I would call my mom and say like, mom, this is going on. Can you ask dad? But don't say it's me because I didn't want my dad to know it was me. It was really awkward. So I finally went to the gynecologist who explained things like pH balance to me um, and, you know, why you shouldn't be using soap down there and what a probiotic is. And I became really frustrated with the lack of education in the space. Um, and I started to talk to my friends, do my research, and I realized that I wasn't alone. Three in every four women will get a yeast infection at least once in their life. Um, and 25% of infections that women get are UTIs. So I found this to be absolutely astounding. Um, and I started to look for products that were better for me, that had better for me ingredients, that were affordable and weren't so scary. And I really couldn't find anything. And that's kind of when the idea for Queen V really kicked in. Um, so, you know, if I if I wanted to take a bath, um, I there were no pH balance bubble baths that I could find. And I knew I would get like a UTI. So every single day, I would kind of just brainstorm and write down product ideas that I had so that on Sundays, I love to take baths. So I would write down like pH balanced bubble bath in my notebook. Um, and it kind of was just a slow process of thinking about products that I really, really wanted and that I needed um, that didn't exist. Like one of our best sellers is the spritzer, which is a pH balanced deodorizing rose water spray. Um, and every morning when I put on my makeup, I like to use that Mario Badescu rose water spray because it feels so good on my face. And I would say, oh, I wish I 
I had this for my vagina. So I like wrote down <laughs> rose water spray for your vagina. So that's kind of really how it started. Oh, we love your product development uh, kind of process. It's, it's it's fascinating. But you know what happened when you when you decided to to leave the agency and and just do this full time? Yeah, I mean it was really scary. So I I left at the latest possible time I could leave because I really loved my job and I loved working there and learning. Um, so. Queen V basically was developed on the weekends and before work and after work and just whenever I had free time. Um, you know, I would Google manufacturers and make phone calls. A lot of them were actually East Coast based. So luckily for me, I could make the calls before my 9 a.m. job started um, because they were already up. Uh, so, you know, I everything was created kind of on the weekends, I guess you could say. And then uh, as I started to get a little bit busier with making a deck and kind of getting a little bit more traction. Um, I, I knew that come the new year, which was uh, just if you guys are following along 2018, I would have to quit my job and, you know, take this on full time. So I did I gave my two weeks notice um, before the holiday season around December 1st. And then in January, like mid January, January, we went into production on Queen V. So you went from in 2018 from January quitting your job mm -hmm. and then in April yeah. launching. That's quite an accelerated time. Oh frame. man, it was that was crazy. I would not recommend that to anyone. <laughs> um but you know, I had the opportunity with Walmart uh and I just I couldn't say no. So I called come like mid January, I called my manufacturers um, that I had locked in previously based on my early morning calls and on the weekends. Um, they were all kind of on standby because they didn't really know what was going to happen. And I said, hey, I need 100,000 units of each product. And, you know, there were three nor'easters, I believe, between January and April. Mercury was in retrograde going back <laughs> to the signs. Um, and everything that can go wrong went wrong with launching Queen V, probably because I had never done this before. So I was very naive. And, you know, I have eight manufacturers for 11 products, um, which is psycho. You look at me like it's crazy. But to me, it made perfect sense. You know, like if I have a, a cleansing bar, I will have a cleansing bar manufacturer. If I have a wipe, I'll have a wipe manufacturer. Um, so it all just made sense to me at the time. And I really thought, you know, Walmart trucks would go to these individual manufacturers and pick up the product and then take it to Walmart. <laughs> like I didn't even know that there was a process. So, um, you know, I think me being so naive in the long run actually really helps me. That's why Queen Bee is so unique. But if I could do it over again, I probably would have tried to consolidate it a bit. Um, well, you said that we're looking at you like you're crazy. We don't think you're crazy. <laughs> and we, we think you've done amazingly well. But what did your friends think? Yeah, I mean, I think that maybe just because we live in Los Angeles, I'm, everyone's very accepting and open. My friends were super supportive of it. Um, my dad, especially, and my parents, my mom has always known that I've been super creative and she's always encouraged me to kind of follow my passion. I think my dad was a little bit more skeptical at first, um, but as the the process went on. It was fun because I could call him and say, hey, I have an issue. Like, I can't use water in this product. Like, what could I use instead of water? And he's like, oh, just use purified water. I'm like, oh, like, of course. I, of course I didn't think of that. Um, so it was actually just a great journey. Um, and I was actually introduced to Walmart through my boyfriend, who um, I'll mention his name, Oliver Wagner, shout out, uh, who is <laughs> super, super supportive of me. Um, 
So he was actually having lunch with Andy Dunn, who's the former CEO of Bonobos, which was acquired by Walmart, um, their friends. And he was bragging about me to Andy saying, oh, yeah, my girlfriend's like side hustling, trying to create a vagina product line. Um, and he said, oh, can I see the deck? And my boyfriend said, of course. So showed him the Queen V deck that was super rough that I had worked on. Um, and Andy actually said, this is exactly what Walmart's looking for. Can she be on a plane to Bentonville in 48 hours? So that's kind of, you know, how the connection all happened. Um, but throughout the process, everyone has been so supportive. And especially after launch, um, you know, it's it's a big deal. And all my friends have been there for me at my launch party and um, trying out my products. It's really cool because uh, Queen Bee really is a millennial focused line. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have you know, like a, a target demo in front of me. So if I had an idea for a product, I'd test it on all my friends and say like, hey, what scent do you guys like better? And it was cool. All the feedback was great. So what was the first prototype that you developed? Because I, I know you said 11 products, I think, right now. Yeah. So we have 11 different SKUs. Um, I actually didn't even really know what a prototype was. I knew it was kind of like an example of a product, um, but I didn't realize how important packaging is. I think packaging is probably the most important part of a product. Um, to me, when I was creating Queen Bee, the formulations were the most important part. Um, I just, I didn't want to put shit on a shelf. Like I really wanted these products to be amazing products that were effective. Um, so... The prototype process was interesting. I kind of just called all my manufacturers and said, like, hey, can you guys just send me samples of the liquids in the bottles that you have? Um, and I, like, quickly just made, like, really horrible labels uh, and just, like, stuck them onto the bottles. I'm actually very surprised Walmart picked up the products looking like what they looked like. They must have believed in me and my story, I think, more so than the products. How do you come up with all the names for the products? Because they're quite quite unusual. Yeah, so um, I, again, 24-year-old millennial female, and my parents and my friends always say that I think in tweets. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. Growing up, like, Gilmore Girls was my favorite show. They're, like, very fast and witty, so I don't know if maybe they had some effect on me. But the product names really are just supposed to be super funny and relatable. Um, you know, we take a really easy approach to a topic I think most women find really confusing and embarrassing so the goal with these products really is to have women be proud to put them on their shelf and kind of show them off in their bathroom are they is that what's happening yeah i mean we're getting a lot of great response if you look at our packaging i think if you're buying queen v you kind of know what you're getting into it's super loud and bright and really stands out on a shelf like if you go to walmart and like just see the the shelf you're like okay that's queen v you just know what it is so i like to say our packaging is uh young tough and sexy kind of like the ideal queen v woman um and we got we get a lot of positive comments on the names like we have psi lube you swipe right wipes spray bay bay utm we just try to make every name like just super <laughs> relatable and authentic. That's fantastic. When you know when you had your first prototypes for these products and you were sharing them with your friends, what did they think? What were the things that they were telling you they liked about them? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's kind of funny because before Queen V even started, my friends and I never spoke about vaginal issues. Um, we were pretty private, and I think it's that's kind of a difference between men and women. I feel like men are just way more open to talking about that kind of stuff. Um, so just getting them to talk about their issues in general, I think, was 
kind of like a hurdle. I think once I opened up about it and I was like, hey, I have a yeast infection, they were like, oh my God, I had one last week. They It just started to slowly like come out and now my friends will like text me if they have an issue. I'm like the vagina whisperer of the friend group, <laughs> which is pretty funny. So like they'll text me and say, hey, I need to talk. And I'm like, oh no, like what issue are you having? They're like, no, no, this time it's about a guy. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. Um, but a lot of the responses were great. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I basically came up with all the products, but I would really um, consult them when it came to the essential oils I was using. Just because, you know, I may like a smell, but if you show it to five other women, like three out of those five may not like the smell. So I just wanted to make sure it wasn't all about me. And I was really kind of testing out a lot of women's um you know, opinions and views, and I would test it on my mom and my mom's friends. So it was a big process. So it sounds like the conversation went well with with your friends and your family. Let's go back to Walmart for a second. Like yeah. When when did that happen, and and how was how did the conversation go? Yeah. So I actually I had the opportunity to pitch Walmart before the end of the year in 2017 because this year's 2018, um, and I was really nervous. I had never really pitched before, um, especially you know, flying to a new city and sitting in a conference room with all these people. Um, luckily, there were a lot of women in the room, so it kind of made it more of a safe space. I'm very used to pitching um, men. So I kind of just walked in um, and told my story. And I think that when I tell my story, people kind of see the passion in my eyes and see how excited I am about this. And I think it really was just the right place at the right time. I think Walmart really wanted to be involved in the conversation and say, you know, we support women, we support products with better for you ingredients. Um, and it's really great. Like the femme wellness buyer over there, she's just this amazing tough woman who just got it so it really all just was meant to be so at this point you're you're 24 it's the end of 2017 you get a big order from walmart so the the order actually came i mean in the room they were like verbally we want this but of course my mind was like okay once it's in writing then like that's real so I actually didn't get the order until the new year um and by then thankfully I had quit my job so I could go full-time into Queen V um and it was it was crazy it was just kind of a pinch me moment I didn't even have time to like think it was just like let's go it's go time I have a few months to get 11 products on a shelf yeah so so how much if you don't mind me asking how much did they actually order from you yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. I don't know the exact quantities because um, they order like a set amount and then their system kind of just reorders and reorders. So it's great that I have a logistics center now that deals with all that because I definitely wouldn't be able to do that. Um, I can tell you that we're in 4,100 doors. And then when we launched, they actually put a side cap in, um, which is like a big cardboard kind of cut out, I guess you could say, um, that said, is your queen bee basic? Um, and that was in about 3000 doors. So that's more product. So they ordered a ton of product. Yeah. I, my initial set was, uh, I mean, my initial order with my manufacturers was a hundred thousand units. Wow. Yeah. And you get price breaks if you order more. So we were like, let's just <laughs> kick it up a little bit. So it was the, the new year. It's, it's you. It sounds like your, your boyfriend was supportive. Was he involved? Did you have anybody else helping you yes. out with all of this? So at the time, um, when we got this order, 
financing was a huge issue. Um, so my boyfriend runs a company called Brandable, which is basically our parent company. So he had designers and he had an operations person um, and he had uh, Lightspeed backing him, which is a big uh, venture capital firm. They're behind um, The Honest Company and Girl Boss. So I, I decided to partner with his company um, and do Queen Bee through Brandable. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, so what? So how did you divide the responsibilities? What was what was your? Were you just running the vision and? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that through Queen V, I've kind of learned what my strengths are and my weaknesses. I would definitely say my weakness is just managing people and I've always been the type of person who just kind of wants to do things on my own because I know it'll get done in like my way so I've kind of had to learn to let go um, so when I was developing Queen V and like designing it it really was all just me and then once we got those purchase orders I was like okay I have I don't I'm not logistics like I don't know anything about logistics we need to bring someone on so it's changed quite a bit now that we've launched um, it's me I kind of you know, run sales and creative for Queen V. Um, and of course, I'm busy with like press, which is another story. Um, and then I have two operations people. I have a content manager, social media slash like influencer gifting. I have a head of marketing um, and I have a designer. So it's it's pretty big. Yeah. You, you mentioned that you, you have learned about your strengths and your weaknesses. Yes. How did you learn? What happened, if you don't mind me asking? I'm, I don't really know what happened. I think it was a lot of just, like, bad mistakes learning. You know, when you launch Queen Bee, you're like, oh, that probably shouldn't have happened. Um, but I've kind of learned to just try to, like, let go a little bit and really own what my strengths are. I think as women, it's sometimes hard to openly say, like, I'm good at something. I don't know if women just feel embarrassed by it or, like you know, kind of like you have an ego if you say you're good at something. I'm not sure what it is, um, but I've kind of learned to just accept that, hey, I'm actually really creative and funny and people really like the products that I develop. And I can go into a room as a 24-year-old female, talk about my vagina and sell 11 products into 4,100 doors. Like maybe I'm really good at sales. Um, so my advice really is, you know, own what you're good at. And if you're not good at something, you know, surround yourself with people who are really good at the things you're not good at. I never like to walk into a room and be the smartest person. I always want to learn from other people. Um, and I think it's really important to just be able to admit that you're not good at everything. That's wonderful. You mentioned, um, and this is quite interesting, you being a 24-year-old um, female, already a CEO, that it's really hard for women to admit and, you know, own up that, you know, I'm brilliant at something. Do you think that through your company and all the products and opening up this conversation, you are going to inspire young women to to be more open and, you know, stand up for themselves? And Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I think, you know, in addition to creating amazing Better For You products, Queen V's main mission really is to just destigmatize the word vagina. It's okay to say vagina. It's okay to go buy vaginal products. It's okay to go to the gynecologist. So that really is what we're trying to get across through our content. Um, I think education is a really important factor in Queen V, and it's also our biggest hurdle. You know, educating 
educating women as to why they need these products, why they're better for you, why you should be um, paying attention to what you're putting into your body. Um, it really, it takes like a minute to just read the back of a bottle and just to see the ingredients that you're actually using, which I used to never do before I started Queen V. Um, but I've gotten a lot of emails that say I've changed people's lives, which is amazing through my products. So I think um, Queen V as a whole is changing people's lives, which is really special to me. Um, Lauren Steinberg wise, I don't know if I've personally inspired anyone, um, but I, I hope to. Well, you certainly haven't yeah, inspired me. So <laughs> Thank that's, you. At least you've got one fan here. Um, so you launched at Walmart. Um, what next? I mean, what's been happening since? Yeah, so we launched at Walmart, and I think within like 50 days, we hit a million dollars in sales, which was, a, it was just so exciting. Like we knew we were like, okay, it's working. Um, so we really are trying to target that millennial audience. Um, Walmart, of course, has been the biggest supporter of us. So um, we're really excited about our Walmart partnership. Um, you know, I'm always developing new products and keeping that same notebook of ideas. Um, we just started selling products on our website um, a lot of women you know were asking for bundles to kind of just make it easier on them to know what products to use and when uh, so we sell bundles on our website and then a few other uh, retailers have picked us up as well but Walmart really is um, the destination for Queen Bee. So you said that you're working on some new products do you think you're ever going to expand your empire sort of outside of the vagina territory? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I like to consider Queen V just like feminine wellness in general, just because I don't know where it's going. Um, when I'm developing products, I really like to look for the white space um, because a lot of companies create products that are amazing and I don't want to compete with them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I my goal really is to have Queen V everywhere and have it be affordable and accessible to all women. So, um yeah, just getting it in the hands of more retailers and just expanding my product selection would be amazing. Were you ever scared? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I think that I was more scared, and I'm not sure if it's because I'm a female and just, again, with the fe I females just need to be more confident. I think that's the main message. Um of just like, you know, first of all, just getting over the whole talking about my vagina in front of men. Like, that's just not fun at all. It's still like not that fun, I guess you could say. Um, So getting over just talking about that and like admitting that like my vagina is not perfect. Like I get yeast infections. Um, So I think that wasn't easy to just like open up the conversation. Um, Starting Queen V in general just wasn't easy. I mean, a lot of things have gone wrong and there's days where I just like lock myself in my office and just want to cry and quit and then you think about how lucky you are to have the opportunity that you have and you think about all the women's lives you're changing and you just kind of keep going but I really was lucky enough to be able to kind of change a passion of mine into my my career um but yeah I, I mean I'm still scared like not knowing where the company's going it's it's a little scary but I think that it's fun too not knowing what advice would you have to, you know, all the other female entrepreneurs who are trying to break into, yep. you know, building their businesses and they, they, they're full of self-doubt? Yeah, what I would you hate, say? I always hate when people call it like female entrepreneurs, because just like in general, like if you're, you're whatever, you're an entrepreneur or whatever. Um, but I think my advice to just all 
maybe young millennial wannabe entrepreneurs um, is it's okay to kind of not know what you're doing. I still don't know what I'm doing half of the time. Um, I think it's just important, again, to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Um, it's important to find a white space um, and attack it. I think a lot of people talk about doing things a lot and it's great to talk about something, but it's a lot harder to actually do it. Um, so just kind of get in there and just do it. And there's a lot of people out there who are super supportive, especially if you're a female. You know, if you look up to someone, DM them on Instagram or I, I don't know, like I try to DM every single female entrepreneur that I love um, and create a relationship with them. Um, empowered women empower women. I always say that. So if, you know, if you're a female millennial wannabe entrepreneur out there, hit me up. That's great, Lauren. Your didn't... inbox is going to be flooded. Oh, I know, I can't wait, I can't wait. <laughs> That's our show for this week. If you enjoyed it, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, add a review to let us know what you think. You can also find us at laisgoodforyou.com. See you next week.